0: Hello, my name is David Turner and this is the fifth Lunar Poetry Podcast. And this month I'm in Ely and I'm joined by Elaine Newitt and Liam Moden, both former Fenland poet laureates and Poppy Kleiser, the current Fenland Poet Laureate. And as usual my guests will begin with giving us a short introduction to themselves and um, maybe we'll start with Leanne.
1: Okay, um, my name's Leanne Moden, I was the Fenland Poet Laureate in 2013 um, and now I uh, co-organise and run the Fenland Poet Laureate competition, um, co-run the Fen-Speak open mic nights in the Fens and just generally push poetry as
2: much as I can.
0: Great, and Elaine? Uh,
2: my name's Elaine Ewart I was the first Fenland Poet Laureate in 2012. Um, I uh, am a poet and, I suppose, broadly speaking, nature nature writer. And I, uh, um, along with Leanne, uh, currently uh, uh, co-organise the Fenland Poet Laureate Awards and uh, organa- and uh, co-organise the uh, monthly open mic nights at f- FenSpeak. And Bobby.
3: Um, My name's Poppy Kleiser, and I'm the current Fenland Poet Laureate, but only for two more months. Um, We're getting ready to judge the next competition next month, Um, and I live in the Fens, so I generally write all about the Fens and its mysteries and wildness.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, so regarding the Poet Laureate title, we're going to come to that towards the end. So I think, um, just because of the location, and I think the fence is obviously going to be a focus of the conversation today. Um, I just wondered if we could give the listeners a brief geographical description of the area and its boundaries um, just so we could set the scene a little bit so people, people might not know what Fenland is. Or.
1: Sure, so um, the Fens is a portion of Lincolnshire, Cambridgeshire and Norfolk. Um,
3: Suffolk as well. And a little bit of Suffolk, yes, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, and it's a, a flat a of marshy of. area that was reclaimed from the sea, so it's got yeah. a beautiful romantic history to it. Um, and it's sort of north of Cambridge and sort of west of Kings Lynn and south of
0: Spalding, so...
3: Yeah. that's kind of yeah. the self so for
0: sporting that's a niche description <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes sorry about that, <laughs> that it's it is slightly <laughs> complicated <laughs> but I think actually that's the idea of giving a description of, as to what the fans are because it is quite when you try to explain to people it's just that bit you know it's, not, yeah. it's a bit I don't want to belittle it, let's say it's just that bit in the middle, but it's, strictly speaking, it is the bit between everything area. else, yeah. isn't it? And it's, and it's, yes, it's huge, isn't it?
3: It's an incredibly rural area, and it's very, very, very flat. But it's <laughs> weird, you definitely know, as soon as you've left Kings Lynn, the other side of it, it gets so much hillier, and it's like, you just know you're not in the fens anymore. <clears <clears throat> throat>
0: throat> throat> but I noticed that, again, today, coming up uh, on the train, um, I can't remember what point it is, but it, it's around Water Beach, and the soil gets much blacker. Oh, it's yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um okay so c- between the three of you could you give us um some sort of description of what fen poetry is it doesn't have to be you don't have to agree on this I mean if it's free descriptions that's fine but just some idea of what you believe fen poetry is
2: um well I, I i think it's it's really a a a very broad a broad thing i um it's really I think poetry that's so strongly associated with the with with the place that you're in and um, your relationship to uh, to the land and to its history and its people. Um, I don't think we should be really prescriptive about about what it about what it is.
1: Definitely, I think with um, the Fen speak. Uh open mic nights what we're trying to do is encourage people who live in the fens to engage in poetry in whichever way they wish to so whether that's sort of spoken word um performance stuff about i don't know biscuits or or anything (laughs) like that or um or things that are very tightly you know um tied into the land and the landscape anything goes really Mm. it's just it's just helping people in an area that doesn't have a lot of arts funding and doesn't have a lot of facilities for the arts to engage with poetry I think.
0: Okay.
3: I mean um I've always I've always written sort of around the landscape anyway so I've I've sort of been very close to that and when I came to Finland I thought it was (laughs) different to what I was used to Mm. living in the city it was it was desolate and kind of isolated and um eerie in a way but um but that is inspirational, and it definitely was to me. But then when you, when you find a hub of people that, that are doing the same things as you, it's really nice to be able to find that in such a desolate place and engage with people. So that was really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose a follow-up question to that would be, if I understand the point about maybe trying to encourage people in this area to just engage with poetry regardless, but do you feel that there's anything happening... In, here we've regarding poetry that is different to around the country because uh, all three of you travel a fair bit to do readings elsewhere don't you i mean is there any it, would you say there's any difference in writing style or is it just linked to the to the landscape do you think
2: I d- that's hard mm. i don't know um I think people have very different approaches um there are people who are uh, sort of strongly influenced by sort of um folk yeah. Traditions, right. um, and with writing about landscape, but there are others who um, just as <laughs> the yeah. answer, just write poems about just um, everyday things. Um, uh, so it's, it's 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 difficult to say whether there is a, a distinctive poetry coming from yeah, yeah. coming There's from this in this area, less
3: of a style. I mean, in London, you, you get quite influenced by things, I imagine, because it's so... it's it's surrounding you, isn't it?
0: Well, I was just about to make that point, actually, that it's not so much that... Um, I when, when I say, is there a, a particular Fenn um, style, I don't mean... I, I didn't mean to... Re- it too heavily in tradition that wasn't the point i just mean is there a there could be a particular take on and you, you know you can be writing about the modern world still but still we influence can't you by, uh, I, yes. by tradition that's more um, than...
1: i think there's there's more of a um uh, an influence of page poetry out here as sure. opposed that, to in yeah. a in mm. a city where yeah. there's a lot of spoken word mm. and things like that we tend to have yeah. a lot of people who are looking at formal types of poems do you think and... that
0: could also come from you know but perhaps in the fens you've still you're still afforded more time to sit down and read things mm. whereas maybe in other yeah. in cities mm. you know i don't, I don't mean it's a just a typically um Fem thing, maybe it's just a rural thing but in the city maybe you don't necessarily have time to, to sit down or it's harder to find time to sit down with yeah, books you could have
3: always come here for peace and seclusion yeah. you know that was why there's so many churches around here all the yeah. clergy would come over here and have isolation and so yeah, maybe maybe mm. it is just more of a peaceful place. And I
1: have certainly noticed that within our particular group, there is a huge variety of styles and and and, and approaches to mm. poetry. Mm. Whereas perhaps if you go to a sissy and go to a slam or something like that, there's there seems to be more of a fashion, a style yes, there's, yes. There's, to it.
2: Yes, there, there's no um, dominant uh, um, yeah. dominant culture. Mm. That's exactly yeah, yeah. it. In, in performance. Yeah. Um, and I think we both we, we, we're sort of uh, were we're involved in both the page poetry and the performance poetry side of things, and I think that's really a really uh, a, a valuable sort of synergy mm. um because the the feminine poet laureate awards uh, you're actually are, are judged on the on 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 the, on the page um as opposed to 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 some uh local laureates which are which are which are judged in performance Mm -hmm. Um, but then uh, but also part of what the Fenham Poet Laureate Awards do is um, encourage events and live poetry as well so I think these things feed off each other definitely
1: Mm.
0: yeah Um, so uh, only one uh, of one of you today are actually from the fence, which is Leanne, originally from Wisbeach. I'm from right? Wisbeach, yeah. yeah, for my sins. Yeah, which I know quite well because I lived for three years in Wisbeach. I served my wow. carpentry apprenticeship. Oh, oh very nice. good. So, hello to everyone at Castle Joinery.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: not going to be listening. And then, <laughs> oh. So, Poppy and um, Elaine are not from the Fens. Um, where are you from? I'm from Grayson Edmonds in Suffolk,
2: so not too far. Uh, I'm from uh, near Lincoln, originally. Near Lincoln, originally. So not... Not, sort of, not, not, not very far, far no, no, <laughs> that, that, but it is the north. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> 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 um,
0: but since... Uh, maybe this question is a bit more focused towards Poppy and Elaine at the moment, but how have the Fens influenced, if at all, your writing styles? since
3: you've been there Um, well they definitely influenced mine a lot Um, I've always been into history and folk traditions of writing Um, but it was hard for me when I came here because as I say I moved from a city Mm. um, in Cambridge and I I, I felt it was very weird the the people are kind of um, traditional in a lot of ways Um, there's not much culture going on Um, not much funding for that. So I, I definitely felt isolated. But the more I read about and the more I heard about Defence, the more I came to love it because it's such a rebellious place. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild in its cultivation. It's, um, its history of land rights and protest mm-hmm. are really strong, even though yeah. we never talked about it in school. And um, the, the the stories that you hear, the witch story, it's, it's so evocative. It's just so inspiring, I think.
2: Um, I, I guess what I particularly has sort of um, grown on me as I've uh, uh, lived here is uh, um, how the, the the kind of the, kind of the hiddenness uh, of the landscape, the fact that it's got it's got secrets you can knock out across the fen, and it's. It, it it's It's as if it's concealing concealing its stories and you have to go and and and, and, and get them um and yes it's hard to say precisely how that's affected my writing but I suppose that's part of what i'm trying to do is is, is uncover uncover those 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 stories and those those moments
0: that's interesting actually that this idea of uncovering i am just going to refer back to um uh, November's uh, podcast when I was interviewing um, Helen Moore mm. in Sheffield, and she was talking of um, inspiration coming as uh, a, a being haunted by an idea mm. for a poem, mm. and the, just some, some of the ways you've described the landscape so far. You could, you know, and it's often described as haunting around here, especially at yeah, night and in the yeah, winter yeah. with the, oh, the fog yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Do you think that the fence perhaps lends itself more to poetry in that it's sort of a throwback to how all of rural Britain was at a yeah. time before it was, over but you still, the still retains that. Yeah,
2: mm, yeah, romanticism, mm, yeah,
0: doesn't I think it? So. yeah, definitely. So, do you, is it, it you find it? You find it quite easy to find inspiration here oh, in an area yeah. that most people would consider quite bleak.
3: Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the bleakness that, yeah. that that is sort of inspirational, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Um, actually, I think it's going to be a good time to go on to our first poem, which will be uh, Poppy's poem.
3: Yeah it's called it's it's called the optimist and um this was inspired by um is the land rights of the fens um basically the fen tigers and the fight that they put up to stop the fens being drained um to keep their livelihoods and, and the effect that this has had on british culture in general and it's the optimist all he wanted was a little square 3000 feet of fertile air and the whole of the cut-glass Fenland sky, just for a bit, until he died. The moon sang on those full-bodied knights they shared, and reeling him to hedgerows cut with swords, she said how he could change the world. For if this land was a woman, she said, you too could bear the sweetest fruits upon the earth, and know the words, this land is ours, this land is yours. All rag and bone they lay, unswept, a stinging salt-dipped itch between the land and sea. Depressed by that tsunami sky that sucks you up, you shingle left. For they have pulled the plug on life, compressed our bones with fishing nets. But the world is ripping out of its seams, the trees have had enough now and are ripping pavements over town and showing girls with couchlock frowns their hunchback roots. Like zombies rising from the grave, they break their concrete chains and say, this land is ours, this land is yours. Or wage and war, they cried, bereft, a herd within its grid between their land and death, but somehow less, for they have signed progression's lines and ground our bones for cattle flesh. Tired of living in a long, dark corridor, he said he longed to be outside, to feel the beating heart behind those pillared gates, reclaim the sand that give those city spires reach, for a fickle beach is this old town when money sings its pretty round. If this city was a woman, he said, she would be mean and she'd be vain, and we would sweat and long to say, this land is ours. This land is yours.
0: Thank you very much. Um, actually, the, the, just on, on that last question, I, I was meaning to ask just a follow-up question to Elaine and Poppy. Do you think the, the effects that the fans have had on your writing? Do you think they will remain with you? Should you move to any other part of the country? Do you think it's had an indelible, a lasting indelible mark? I think you? so. Yeah, it definitely
3: yes. <clears throat> makes you think deeper about a culture yeah. than the way things appear. Mm-hmm. and the relationship that people have with the landscape over time, and how that changes the modern culture, I suppose, yeah. in a society.
0: Right, next question. So I lived in Fenham myself. I went to secondary school in Chatteris. But Charris. 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 <laughs> More than 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I have a, a lasting memory of a really strong storytelling tradition around Mm. in that area around the villages and stuff. And, um, and uh, while this is probably common in a lot of rural communities, I mean, it's I I don't know it's very strong around here, I think. Um, Do you as poets or writers feel an obligation to document these stories in in your poems? Do you feel like you you should be retelling these in a way um probably
3: it's yeah beautiful. i mean i think um poetry is very much of the people mm. and i think i think it should be i don't think it should be something that um is exclusive um and i suppose that's what we t- we try and do as poets is to capture the essence of a place by telling these stories these stories of the people yeah
2: Yes and I I I and I, I think there is as you say a strong or sort of oral, oral tradition of uh, uh, of of storytelling and I think I I find really that the stories come and find you
3: yeah. um
2: that you suddenly happen upon um really fascinating histories of people associated with uh, uh with with the places um and you you can't really Helpful, but write about them
1: yeah. yeah i think elaine's right i think it's not so much it doesn't feel so much as an obligation as something that comes and grabs you with both yeah. hands and yeah. you feel sure. like you need to no, that, that's it. yeah and that's yeah. sort
0: of what i was trying to get to the bottom of is whether you feel like it's just something that you want to do or whether you feel like you should have to do it. Uh, the next question was going to be towards um the idea of uh, or the this concept of the, the truth in these stories you know because as stories develop anyway um, without besides if we just ignore the um idea of, you know, what truth is anyway. <laughs> both, <you> know, <laughs> two weeks. But um you know, do, do you have any issue with um uh, being true to the story is what I mean, or do you feel like you it's it's fair game to sort of just elaborate on top of
2: I I I I, I it is it I I I think it is um a natural thing for stories to change and develop as they're retold and um, it's, it's interesting because um, during, when you have a year as a Feminine Poet Laureate um, people ask you to write poems for things and sometimes this is associated with an anniversary um, there was uh, um, the Charles Dickens uh, anniversary um, and and also uh, Octavia Hill the uh, the, so- the social reformer uh, and uh, on ri- in writing the poems I'm often thinking I'm not sure whether the recipient is going to actually agree <laughs> uh, that this was that this was their message mm. uh, but I think that's okay and we, we all look at and uh, get different things out of um, you know the same the, what appear to be the same facts and I think that's how it, it works. It's actually
0: the point I was uh, sort of trying to get to was this idea that when you are a uh, because then you take a title such as poet laureate, or even if you're working as a, if you're building a reputation as a poet, and somebody, somebody commissions you to write upon a certain subject, you know, there, there, it is possible that there would be an unreasonable expectation on you to write as a historian rather than as a poet. Mm. Is what I mean. Mm. So then, how, how do you deal with that issue of wanting to be true to your, to the poem rather than?
2: I think you respect what your, sort su- your your in, what your subject is, yeah. um, and I think if it has to be too, the person sort of li- listening or reading it, I think also has to kind of respect. This is your, this is your take on it. Mm.
3: It's all that, a question of
2: perspective. It, isn't it is
3: yes. Mm. Um, I think if you didn't if you didn't feel something about that subject, you wouldn't write it. Yeah. Or you couldn't write it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can always say no to things. I felt like. That yeah. <laughs> <So> I don't <laughs> think I,
2: I, yes, it's, it's it's a very difficult this. Yeah. The, the idea of writing, yeah. toward, writing, writing yeah. toward or inspiration. Yeah. Sometimes it can really work, that. can't it? And you feel like yes, that's really yes. good. I can mm-hmm. do that. I was going to leave
0: this question to it later on, but since we're talking about it anyway, and revisiting it uh, as. Um, all three of you as poet laureate, Fenland poet laureate. Um, how are you expected to write poems for people? I don't know. What are your expectations as?
1: Um, so basically, it's it's very much an open ended yeah. position. So you are not obliged to do anything necessarily, okay. but um, uh, you you can. Um, uh, speak to local organisations and, and and write poems for them, or write poems for events. Or um, and uh, we have ties with um, the museum in Wisbeach mm-hmm. and um, ADEC, the uh, arts organisation here in Ely. So um, there are there are lots of opportunities available yeah. that come with the title in order to um, go to events, write poems for people, be commissioned for things. Um, and equally, because there's no specific remit you can say no if yeah. you want yeah. to and, the, and that's what makes it quite
2: a nice flexible yeah. Yeah. sort of yeah. thing. There, there are opportunities but not but not not particular obligations yes yes, yes. yes.
0: yes. okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay um leanne yeah. and elaine as you mentioned in your uh in your introductions you co-founded fenspeak mm-hmm. uh, which is a monthly open mic poetry night is it Fenland's only. Open it's the only night.
2: regular, regular, regular one, yeah. so far yeah. as we know. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it alternates between venues in Ely and Wisbeach, and there right. are some special ones. That are, are, yes. I've, I've Attended one in Kings Lynn just before Christmas, which is really good. And tour. Yeah, on tour. Uh, yes. on tour. And Poppy is the regular attendee. Um, yeah. Could you explain first why you started the night?
1: Okay, so um, it was actually my idea um, for my sins again. Um, so I basically... There are a lot of poetry open mic nights and slams and things in Cambridge and in Peterborough, but the rest of sort of Cambridgeshire, West Norfolk, don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a need there and a niche that needed to be filled. So um, I, I roped Elaine in yeah. and um, we we started Fenspeak and we we've got... Um, over one hundred and fifty people on our Facebook page, and over sixty people on our mailing list. And we regularly have about thirty to forty people. Yeah, come it was to our really lives. well attended. So in, yes, in mm-hmm. so it's there's 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 definitely a need there, mm-hmm. and we feel like. Um, we've sort of been going from strength to strength, yeah, really. It's, and it, it's it's been,
2: really, we've been quite bowled over by how enthusiastic people have been about it, wanting to come. No shortage of people to perform. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And people so, have travelled, haven't they? They've travelled. Yeah. Yeah. Norwich, yeah. Cambridge, yes. Peterborough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Um, and was it, it, from the outset, was it important to you that you travel from one side of the fence to, to the yes. other? Yes,
2: definitely. Uh, because it's, it's um, oh. because... Fenland particularly sort of the of Wisbeach end is it doesn't have so much uh, uh going on from sort of literary um performance point, point, point of view um it was it was important to us that the that we we kept both Ely and and, and Wisbeach uh, uh, linked together
1: Mm. Our main model is sort of inclusivity, and there are a lot of people in Wisbeach because it's quite an isolated place yeah. you aren't necessarily able to travel to Peterborough or to Cambridge or even to Ely, so we needed to be there as like a or to have sort of a base in each place mm. in order to get to sort of catch all the poets and writers and storytellers mm. who, who wanted to be involved mm. so yeah
2: i do feel it's now become a sort of real network where you're oh, sort yeah, of making totally links is. with over over the area and that's that's really nice and mm. um, when did you start
1: um, september 2013 so we've not been going for no, no, a but huge amount it, of time but Has it
0: has it been growing yes as an event in house yeah, yeah. um, do you think you're going to stick with that format as, as it is, but I'm re- really interested in that mm. Fensby Contour tour mm. idea. I think it's really yes. nice.
1: Well, we've got um, meetings with the Arts Council <laughs> yes. coming up, so we are hopefully we're going to look into funding and the possibility of
2: expanding yes. or helping to... having maybe workshops, particularly for, for young people yeah. um, and other events. So I think probably the idea of keeping probably the basic model as it is but we may have additional ones with for, for a slightly different focus actually that's
0: um, just because you mentioned it it wasn't actually going to be a question but um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot and uh, um, I run with Lizzie Palmer the, the Silence Found a Tongue Night which is the launch night for Lunar Poetry but we've been talking about hopefully during a half term or something we'll have a take a day off work and run a children's open mic mm, or young wow. people's yeah, open mic because you mentioned it there I mean, how, do you, how important do you think it is that there should be more events like that
2: well i, I think it's, it's i think it's vital really yeah. um and it it takes a, a lot um because i think particularly young people need to have the opportunity to experience uh live poetry and that's some, something that's fun to do mm-hmm. and not Something that's sort of obscure and difficult, or or not for them. And if you, if you don't get that when you're younger, then the yes, the, the, the future I, yeah. of, future of poetry is uh, in trouble. Yeah,
1: and I think the issue, particularly around the rural areas around Fendland is that not necessarily that there is poverty itself, but there's poverty of opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's Absolutely. something that we really need to yeah. sort out. Yeah, so. and
0: I I do think it's it annoys me a bit that. Um, poets that run nights as a private affair, which mm-hmm. aren't linked to funded
2: uh,
0: mm. uh, programs by councils and stuff, don't take it upon themselves to offer more opportunities like this to young people because mm. effectively, what happens if the council puts on something or local do the LEA still exist? I don't know, but <laughs> <I'm not sure>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're, they're equivalent, whatever that is now, but um, you know, local education authority boards, if they're putting on. Um, events then the poets are going to choose they're going to be very safe they're going to be sort of syllabus yeah. based or, yeah. whereas I think if, if if you know if poets start putting on if they're linked if you had a young person's open mic day mm. or night linked to a night that was already running and you got people down you just told them right no swearing yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to do, you know. absolutely. You give young people an opportunity to step up and yeah. speak in between.
2: Uh, and I think children can tell when, you know, they're being something's being put on in order to exactly. improve yes. them yes. Yes. rather yes. than, yeah. you know, creative uh, expression. expression. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Did,
0: a... did any of you three have opportunities like that when you were younger? I don't know how long you've been writing or reading. No. no.
1: See, I've not been writing for very long. No. I've only been writing since about 2008. Yeah. So sort of into adulthood yes, was yeah, my writing yeah. so so at school I remember poetry being here is the anthology yeah, with yeah. the safe mm. poets in yeah. and mm-hmm. you just you just learn the bits that That's are interesting, interesting and take it off the
3: list I and mean I started um, as an actress and I've been do- okay. writing and acting sort of since I was a child yeah. um so I I used to have to learn a lot of poetry um and so I always enjoyed it in that way but I don't think it was accessible it's only because no. I sought no. it
2: out that it was yeah. And I think that I, I certainly can't remember there being performance opportunities. No, opportunities. Definitely not. And I think you know, it, it's something that needs, you know, if you're to, to be encouraged to do that, it, it's a lot of sort of confidence building. Yeah. It's quite, mm. yeah. I mean, even with, I've, I've been surprised by how very accomplished poets are very nervous about stepping up to the mic. There's been published poets at our mm. nights who have never read their work yeah. at an event, which is. Yeah. It astonished me but i'm yeah. really 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 proud that you know that, that they felt that it was a it was a good environment to actually start doing
3: that in um, some ways you feel like in order to get anywhere you have to be able to read well
2: mm,
1: These, it uh, seems uh, to uh, be yeah. the case nowadays i think with mm. with literary
3: festivals yeah. being what
1: they are you do need to sort of have that edge, edge to you yeah, yeah i think so are we
0: going to talk about that 'Cause that's a long discussion. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should leave that. Think, okay. it, yeah. <laughs> um, no, just it's a very I mean I think generally what you said is not a problem with what you no. said, but once you start analysing it's quite difficult. Okay. Um, so rather than that, maybe we'll have um, a second poem from Elaine. Um,
2: this poem uh it's not set in Finland, uh, it's set in Cornwall, but I'm reminded of what Poppy said earlier about um, uh, um, clergymen going to remote places uh, because this is a case in, in point. Uh, this, ca- this poem was uh, based on the life of uh, uh, Robert Stephen Hawker, a 19th century clergyman who had a reputation for being very eccentric, and so he was uh, in, in, in this remote uh, parish. In, in, in Cornwall, where he had permission to be as, uh, as, as strange as he pleased. Um, and one of the, one of the things uh, that he did, um, which spoke quite powerfully to me, uh, he lived uh, near, the, near, the, near the cliffs, a place that was very, very dangerous uh, for ships. And when there were shipwrecks, he would go and make sure that uh, uh, um, the the dead uh, from the wrecks were were given a a Christian burial in his his churchyard. Uh, So this is Harvest at Morwenstow. All must be safely gathered in. As the villagers push shut their buffeted doors, their vicar, flapping, motley in primrose and purple, zigzags down the cliff path, lurid in the leering false light that jags between the roiling slate clouds and the slant-edged rocks. At this outpost of the Eternal, no one is given up for lost. The sky clears, the bell is rung on the hilltop, and the gleanings of the storm, the mortal flotsam, cradled and folded, is sown in the fresh furrow beside the church. For the earth, he reads, bringeth forth fruit of herself. At dusk, he is seen through the vicarage window, writing letters of condolence by the blackbird, who cocks her tail in the hedge, splashing the undergrowth a warm maroon, and tears through the brambles.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, so sticking with the um open mic theme, how important are open mic nights in the develop of your own poetry um,
1: Well, for me, they were really important because um i I was writing for for a little while before I ever showed my poetry to anyone and uh, I was actually trapped into going to an open mic by a friend <laughs> yes. of mine who signed me up um without my knowledge. And <laughs> Go ahead, that'll be fine. So, so that was a bit of a traumatic way into it, but, um, but it it was actually a really wonderful night in Norwich. Um, and actually, and uh, from that, I I realised that it it was kind of something that I I really loved doing. So, yeah, yeah. It, it came out of that and and sort of since going to open mics you find people who ask you to do featured performances and you know opportunities arise from these networks of people at mm. open mics so I think they're really important in that way.
2: Oh, uh, Well I, I was suddenly thrown into the poetry um, community and uh, uh, um, uh, by winning the Fenham Poet Laureate award. <laughs> because I hadn't had anything Anything uh, published before then, Uh, and I certainly never read any of it. Um, And then, so the next week, I was then uh, um, at festivals and uh, and so on, doing 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 readings. And for me, um, I'm I I, I find um, it's it's a great way of meeting sort of like-minded people who are interested in poetry and getting that sort of creative energy. and also getting immediate reactions to things that you've you've written because it can be quite it can can be quite an isolated life just sitting writing poems and then sending them off and then you know months later you're getting replies and it's there is something particular and, and, and very immediate about Doing live live events as a performer, which is really valuable. Even if I, I wouldn't really call myself primarily um, uh, someone who who performs. Um, yeah, I think like
3: what you were saying about it being quite isolated, especially if you sort of if you discuss it with people that your friends or relatives that that aren't poets, and sometimes you get funny feedback <laughs> when they don't, when they don't actually feedback. know what they're talking about <laughs> and then you and then it's quite a relief sometimes to co- talk to actual poets yeah. who say what you can improve or what, what is good but but it's, it's strange it took me quite a long time to unite performance and poetry because because of acting I found it completely different performing my own work that you'd written I found it just completely terrifying um, but it took a lot of work to actually work the two together but it's great and and especially nights like Fenspeak where people are really supportive I've been to other nights where it's kind of cliquey Mm. and and you don't get the same vibe but with but with Fenspeak everyone's really welcoming to each other and supportive so it's great
0: yeah so it sort of get the impression that all three of you sort of mainly enjoy uh, the open mic seemed for the sort of connection that you get with audiences and other poets Mm -hmm. and you know there's sort of there's a level of feedback that you wouldn't necessarily get yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so rather than for instance you don't you wouldn't necessarily use it for developing a particular poem would you use it for changing the writing of a poem
1: I have done that yeah. in the past, definitely. You 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 perform something, and um, because I try I try very hard to be funny in my poetry, yeah. and sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, bless you, <laughs> um, but, but sometimes um, you'll write a joke and you'll think this is a brilliant joke. I'll put yeah. this in my poem, and then nothing, no reaction. So it's 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 nice to have that. Feedback to then think well maybe this is not as great as I thought it was or you know vice versa something that you thought that you've read just because you you think that you you need some space to fill and and people go oh I really enjoyed that poem and you you don't necessarily think that it would have been Mm. an enjoyable poem so it's really it's really interesting to get that feedback from other people
0: and this idea that you know with with friends week which I definitely saw myself and I agree that it's a very uh, supportive a warm environment but do you not feel and I'm not suggesting for things to go cliquey because that is just rubbish in itself but do you think there comes a time when you're comfortable with reading in front of people that you need a more critical audience in order to
3: I do yeah yeah I think it would be nice to sort of do writing groups as well as sort of to actually sit down and look at your work and look at some other people's work and, and analyze it as well but that's a, that's a different thing.
0: I mean, yeah. I like are fun. Yeah. No, that, and that's why that's yeah. what I'm, I mean, I've sort of been thinking about it a lot. Of, wrote something recently for Lunar Poetry, and it's just this idea whether they, there is a need for a division where you still have. And actually, the, the follow-up question. I mean, that, do you do you see the po- uh, performance scene as merely as a place for sort of straight recitals of poetry, or would you like to see it being more experimental? I mean, of course, it can be a combination of the two things, but should you then move into the realms of things being a bit more experimental? Then you're asking a bit more of the audience, aren't you? Mm. Then rather than,
2: I think, just... as Poppy says, that there's different ev- events and environments serve mm. different purposes. Um, so I, I, I think that there, sh- yes, there should be room for uh, e- e- experiment and yeah. the chance. It- yes, you shouldn't be so. Um, worried about getting getting something wrong that you don't take risks Mm -hmm. Um, but you also need on the other side of things somebody to who will be able to give a sort of um, a knowledgeable idea of of what whether that did work Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I think that the 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 comparison I'd probably make and. that uh, this doesn't sound rude because it's not the intention, but I would compare Fen Speak to Poetry Unplugged in London in that you, you're, and I think this is a very nice thing that happens, but you're almost more applauded for stand up and reading mm. rather than for whether it's any good or not. It's actually getting up and doing the thing that's being applauded, mm. and mm. whether then there should be another stage. I'm not saying, I don't know if you could combine the two elements because mm. perhaps you need a, a stage where it's welcoming. Mm. Which you already have, but then yeah. another space to go mm. for the, only for the people that want to be criticized. Well, I, I think that's it.
2: You've got you've got a, very, a, a mixture of people who go to Fen and who are there for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are you know practice poets, sort of trying out new material, mm. um, or just turning up at a new night to you know meet 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 other people. And there's some who really are, are there for the social occasion, yeah, yeah. and there's something they wrote a while ago, and yeah. they, it depends, and, and, and I don't yeah. think, and uh, I, I think, in, a, in a, certainly um, developing a, um, an event that was going down the more experimental yeah. route um, would be would be would be very valuable. But I, I think, in, in a sense, the, the Fenland Poet Laureate Awards links in with Fen speaking. Yeah. That that is a co- it is a competition. It. It's yeah. something that people are aiming. Yeah. To win. Yeah. and so it is. It is. It is. it has a quality element to it and the person who wins it then has the chance to develop their skills yeah. by being involved I think in it other... Depends what people in, want from... In, in, in other um, events. Yes, yeah, sure.
0: Um, <clears throat> actually, the, the next question was going to be about the um, application process. So we'll about, but for, before we do that, I think we'll take our third poem from end
1: OK. Um, so this is... Um, a cover poem, if you will. Um, uh, I was a bit upset that, um, that rock stars and, and musicians could cover other people's songs, but poets couldn't necessarily do that. So I've had a go. Um, and this is called Kubla Khan's Bar and Grill. In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately bar and grill decree, where rum the sacred spirit ran in cocktails measureless to man, for it was buy one get one free. Twice five miles of dancing floor With burly bouncers on the door And here were girls with luminous tans Where blossomed many a streaky flank And here, disgorged from minivans, stag-doos The men the size of tanks But oh, that well-stocked bar which slanted Down the dark club slick with sweat A savage place, as holy and enchanted As ever a KFC was haunted By men who'd not found Nando's yet and from this nightclub, with a ceaseless turmoil seething, with, loud, with shouts and groans and loud dramatic heaving, a mighty vomit stream was forced. He battled shots and come off worse. Huge fragments vaulted like rebounding hail. He was kicked out then, wan and pale. The sheer amount left us impressed. A barman came to clean the mess. Five miles we walked with a mazy motion. How, cu- how long the queue for drinks now ran the queue for drinks, measureless to man. The guy in front requests an ocean. And mid this tumult Kubler heard from far, deep drunken voices threatening war. For Dave had spilt the pint of Darren and Kate had pilfered all his straits. So now his backy tin was barren and his confusion turned to hate. A miracle of rare device to order ale that served with ice. The moron in the DJ booth, in the corner, and in truth, he mixed bizarre the beats he laid, and on his subwoofer he played such songs as drove us to the roof. And smoked we there, twixt bins and seagulls, our shoes stuck fast in unknown brine. We watched flesh push through ruptured hulls of frocks now stained with tears and wine. And look, the local lech is here, his arms are like an octopus's. And look, he's had six pints of beer, the girls will cry beware beware his wandering hands his creepy stare weave a circle round him too and close your eyes in holy dread for he has on sambuka fed and drunk the milk of malibu
0: (laughs) thank you very much i like that um so now i'd like to talk about the application process involved with being selected as fenland poet laureate um and for the benefit of the listeners uh, the criteria are that you must live work or study in Finland and applicants must submit a fen related poem of no more than 40 lines typed onto one side of a four paper um, now this uh, podcast will be going out too late for um, the 2015 application but you can find out more information about the whole process and, and next year's application and who indeed wins this year on on the website, which is um, it's
1: atelier-east.co.uk and
0: we'll put that on the blog and on Facebook and all the Twitter and everything. What I'm wondering is the, the, the application process, do you think? Could it be considered too restrictive or too uh, blinkered in that it's a very very small selection uh, or a very small example of one person's work?
2: Well, I think... I just, did, by, just just based on yeah. reading those criteria, yeah. that's it's, all. It's yeah. um, one thing that I, 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 I think every year is, a poem about Fenland. Oh, the new things to say yeah. about <laughs> Fenland every year, but, but it always turns out that there are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I think it is inevitably, but I think um, partly, you know, it's it's the idea is is that it, it's open to everybody. So even people who have not got a, a body of work, yes. um, if they happen to write a great poem, then you know they then have that that opportunity. Um, and also practical considerations: we we're you know on a on a shoestring budget. Yep. The people who are running it are not not paid, mm-hmm. and so we have to have something that's that's mm-hmm. that's doable. That. The, the time we
0: can't have a reading camp we, we, we can't we, yes yeah. Yeah. and it's free of yeah. course it's free to enter yeah. which is my, my question wasn't supposed yeah. to be accusatory No, it was no, supposed no, to give you no, a chance to I'm sorry No, no, not I wasn't reading <laughs> anything to into uh, your uh, uh, tone uh, then I just meant but, it's good sometimes to have a chance to explain these things because people assume sometimes that you have an office and no, no, 10 or 15 of you reading it's
1: just me and Elaine
0: and also I think it's good to explain that you you know, the whole thing's only been, right three years, so you're yes. the free yes. po- yes. fender poet laureate. Yeah. 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 So room there's of plenty now. of
2: plenty of things that we could do to develop it, um, but I think also just keeping it keeping yeah. it going each year yeah. and it's making it's sure we've always you got because once you've got the fender poet laureate, everyone so far yes that they, they go and do their thing. I think so. the reason I brought it up is
0: because <laughs> regardless of whether people know what it is to be fender poet laureate, people sort of have an idea of what the title poet laureate means and sort of yes. would probably assume it's got a long tradition yes yeah anyway because of the, because of the, the title so do you do you feel that you it, and of course i don't mean for you to have to commit to anything now but do you do you see it as the application process is changing over time or do you be happy with the way it continues to run like that
1: we're certainly open to changing if if that's possible and I mean if there's if there's
2: room both practically Mm. and yes yes. I I think that's something that we'll be discussing with that um uh with with potential funders to try to to develop it really I think this is this is a starting point yeah um and what I think we need to I think I think one of the things we need to do as I said earlier is also develop the because as well as the adult um, Fenland Poet Laureate, there's also a, a young Fenland mm. Poet Laureate, and that's something that 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 really does need to be developed.
1: Mm. Um, and we're 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 hoping to be able to. I believe was it the first year when it was um, it was with another. Um, arts organisation for the first year, and I believe that they went into schools. Is that but,
2: right? I'm, I'm not sure that they did, but but yeah. I think the more f- funding you have, the more things you're then able yes. to do. So have workshops go into schools and build those relationships mm-hmm. um, to to en- enable it to to develop. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, have there been maybe been but what, what impact are, uh, on your? poetry careers and the been
2: since oh. being <laughs> <laughs> Well loads.
3: Yeah. Um think people definitely take it seriously the title and yeah. Yeah. just all of a sudden you just get invited to places and get paid for things sometimes. Yeah. And it and it's really great and it gives you the confidence to be able to think, actually I, I can do this professionally if if that's ever possible for anyone. Yeah. But but yeah. yeah I might start calling myself the podcast laureate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird. a great feeling to Definitely. say it as well. Yeah. Yeah. the
1: thing is, um, it's not the title itself that does it. A lot of it is you, the hard work that you put in behind yes, it course. as well. <laughs> the really does trusted. help. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, um, I've been invited to do things at the Royal Albert Hall and festival, and I feel like it's all off the back mm. of yeah, you know yeah. having that. Title and having had that
2: year and those opportunities to yeah. sort of push forward. You do. I mean, it's a, it's a combination between sort of having the sort of network set up and you're doing your 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 work work to you know I know it sounds terrible and but net, you know net, network and make content and put yourself out yeah. there. Mm. But I think having that title and be able to say I'm Fender gives you the confidence to say I, yes, yeah. I can yeah. come into your school and talk about yeah.
3: whatever. Yeah. Yes.
2: Definitely.
3: And it is for people that do want to be poets. Yes. So yeah. we do have that thing <laughs> yeah. of, of pushing ourselves forward anyway in our careers, I suppose, because we want to do it.
0: <laughs> Hard work and all that. <laughs> yeah. This is not what's going on. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're just going to move on to the um, two final questions, which are the same as always. Uh, and we'll go round once with the first one and then again in the second. Uh, if you could give us... Um, some of the influences over your writing and performing and they don't necessarily have to be poets I mean
1: oh gosh so um, I'm more at the performance end so um, people like um, Kate Tempest Holly McNish mm-hmm. um, John Cooper Clark Benjamin Zephaniah that sort of those those people are, are more my influence than sure. perhaps the traditional mm. poets
0: yeah
2: and then? Um, well i one particular uh, poet who um has been influence on me is the Scottish poet uh, Kathleen Jamie. Um, I think she hates being called a nature poet, um, but she has written a lot about uh, about relationship with the environment and the, sort of the work of attention um, in 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 just seeing beyond, you know, the, the surface. <clears throat> um,
3: I've always been influenced by the Romantic poets. Um... Blake, um, Shelley, Wordsworth, Keats. Um, but I love the sound of, of words as well. So Dylan Thomas, people like that, and, and Yeats as well have really influenced me. And I love the way Dylan Thomas talks about place. And with such... I can't even think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to listen to even if you don't understand it. Yeah. It's
0: uh, nice when people say proper poets names. Well, it doesn't happen often. Not that your answer <laughs> no, is just uh, it doesn't happen the um, And then we'll probably go back the other way again. Um, for the benefit of the listeners, I'm pointing around the room. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you would recommend to our listeners to see or watch or go and listen? Anything?
3: There's definitely a lot of brilliant poets at the moment. Um, Helen Moore, who did your last podcast. Yeah. I'm a big fan of hers's got her book for Christmas yes. I think she's brilliant um Sally Jenkinson as well, but there's also a lot of great shows like poets are now creating shows out of their own work, adding an extra thing to it, and um yeah, brilliant things to see
2: mm. um well I, I i do sort of uh, kind of, sort of various things uh, something I've been really looking at. Uh, at the moment is uh, um, Anne Carson's uh, translation of of Sappho, uh, If Not Winter, which I'm just fascinated by the idea of of fragments um, and the way that when Sappho originally wrote the poem, um, it's now a completely different poem to the one that we're now reading in its its fragmented form.
1: Um, so the West Midlands poet, Liz Berry, I think is very, very good at the moment. So, um, definitely go, go to see her or read her work if, if you can.
0: Boom. Right. Yeah. So that's the end. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's, uh, Lunar Poetry Podcast number five. I'll just thank once more, public eyes, Elaine Newitt and Leanne Moden, uh, and links to their Twitter pages, any blogs,
2: any interesting websites will be up on the uh, lunar poetry blog.